Good morning. We are glad that you are here today, whether you're joining us uh, here in person or online. Uh, we are so thankful that you're here. Do we have a welcome slide, that first slide in my presentation? Great. Um, there once was a man who all his life, every time he got paid, he took $20 out of his paycheck and he put it under his mattress. Years and years went by and he did this and he did this. And then he ends up getting very sick and was about to die. And one day in the hospital, he, he told his wife, I want you to promise me something. Anything, she said. So I, I want you to take all that money that I've stored all these years, I've put it in the mattress, and I want, you to, I want you to put it in the casket with me when I die so I can take it all with me. So a few days later, the man passed away, and, and, and when he did, the wife kept her promise to her husband. She went in and got all the money from underneath the mattress, and she went to the bank, and then she wrote a check, and she put that check in his casket. <laughs> we are continuing our series called Seeing Jesus Through the Eyes of, and we're hoping to get a glimpse, get, uh, 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 try to gather what we can see, what we can get from the different perspective of, of different people in the Christmas story. So let me ask you, what, what goes through your mind when someone promises you something? What's your expectation? Do you expect it to actually happen or, or not? Do you consider the source of the promise? You see, the Jews had been promised, had been told for centuries of a king who would come. At the end of Deuteronomy, God vowed to send someone who was greater than Moses. And through Samuel, God pledged to provide a son of David who would reign forever. Through Isaiah, God said that this Savior will suffer and die, not for his own sins, but for those of the people. The, the promise of a Messiah, a, a deliverer. But it had been a long time, a very long time, in fact. Around 750 years had passed between the prophet Isaiah and just before the birth of Jesus. Not to mention, if you go way back to the days of Joshua and Caleb and the Israelites entering the promised land. It wasn't that the Jews didn't believe in the coming of the Messiah, but they, they no doubt knew that sometimes God's promises, well, they, they took a while. At least as we consider time. After all, it had taken 470 years for the promise that God made to Abraham about his descendants going into this promised land, the land of milk and honey, it took 470 years for that to finally occur. Think with me, if you will, what's the longest you've had to wait for something? What was it? Was it the birth of a child? Was it a graduation, a marriage? Was it a dream vacation? Think about something that you... You longed for, you had trouble waiting for, waiting for that day to occur. Because the anticipation builds, right? The, the excitement grows, and 
now, nowadays, we can set a timer on our phone. We can set a countdown for the day and the time of this event. And we know exactly when it's going to come. We, we know, oh, three more days until we go. My, my daughter has a countdown on the calendar. Five more days until Christmas vacation. So we, we do countdowns like that, but they didn't have a countdown. They didn't know when God was going to choose to send the Christ. So while all the Jews were familiar with the Scriptures and the prophecy of the Messiah, they just weren't sure when it would actually happen. And perhaps started to wonder if it would ever happen. Which leads us to a a cool night in the hills outside of Bethlehem. Let's read from Luke chapter 2. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the angel said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Here are the shepherds going about their business, they're tending sheep, when they see something they weren't expecting at all. They experience God's kingdom in an amazing way and receive the biggest news ever. Again, practically every Jew had a, had a basic knowledge of the Scriptures and, and the prophecy. And so this was breaking news that was understood by everyone present. No one asked, what, what did that mean? It had finally happened. The Messiah King has arrived. And after the angels disappeared, the shepherds were left with a choice. What do they do with this information? And the truth is that once we encounter Christ, each of us has a choice to make. When people hear the gospel or, or have an encounter with Christ in the, through the Bible, there is a choice to be made. People have to respond one way or another. They they choose to move on this information or they will not. They will be compelled to know more or they'll choose to walk away. Just like everyone, the shepherds had a choice. How did they respond? Did they decide, hey, let's let's wait until after our shift because this is the graveyard shift and I'm tired and let's get some breakfast and maybe we'll go invest. No. Not at all. Absolutely not. Just like everyone else, 
The shepherds had a choice, and they made their choice. They heard, and they moved. They took off right then to go find the Messiah, and they pretty much broke the cardinal rule of shepherds, right? Don't leave your sheep. But this, this was too important. This was too huge. This was, this was life-changing news. And we aren't told how long they stayed there with Jesus' family, but we are told what they did afterward. They became the very first missionaries for Jesus, the very first evangelists for Jesus. As Scripture says, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. Have you ever met someone with, with really big news? Someone that they've got something that they're, they're going to bust if they don't share it. Imagine that times 10, time, times 100, times 1,000. Again, it had finally happened. The Savior was here. So we've been talking about seeing Jesus through the eyes of different people in the Christmas story. So what did the shepherds see? What, what did the shepherds see when they saw Jesus? They saw a promise fulfilled. And not just any old promise, but the greatest promise ever. This was the promise realized. It was, it was the validation of their hope. It was God incarnate, yes, but it was also their hope incarnate. It was the guarantee of God literally in the flesh. And people use the word literally way too many times and not correctly, right? But literally in the flesh. It was the justification of all the time and all the waiting and all the struggles and all the oppression that they had to go through. And not only was Christ's arrival of pledge fulfilled from the Lord, but now, now there's the promise of what's to come. What happens next? Because there had been much foretold about the one who was to come. And the realization of the promise meant that this was just the beginning. There was more to come. In that moment, they were experiencing the meeting of the Messiah. But they were also looking forward to the mission of the Messiah. The mission to bring salvation to the people and be a light to all nations. I can't imagine. Have you ever been in the room with, with a famous athlete or actor or your favorite celebrity? If you have, if you've been lucky enough to do that, then you've experienced the combination of nervousness and excitement and maybe also like a healthy dose of fear that you say, don't say something stupid, right? If you've ever done that, you have an idea of what these shepherds must have felt like. Can you imagine meeting the promised one? The one your people have, have talked about and studied about and debated about for hundreds and hundreds of years. And you may be thinking, okay, Bruce, we, we get it. It's a big deal. No, it's bigger. It's bigger than that. The, the birth of Jesus was the fruition of a covenant made centuries ago. We cannot overestimate how huge this was 
to these men. What those shepherds must have felt that night in the presence of Jesus. So what what does that mean for us today? Actually, it's the same as it did for those shepherds back then. What does it mean for the promise to be fulfilled? It means that He remembered. It means that God remembered His people and He remembered His promise. We've seen how God has kept His promises in Scripture, but when we see Him do it one more time, it just builds our confidence more, builds our faith more. So to see the the promise of the Messiah fulfilled means that God did not forget. To, To feel forgotten is an awful thing. But it's something that you will never have to feel with our Lord. The promise fulfilled also means that God is able. It means that He can do what He says He can do. Just like the lyrics of the song, He is able. He is able, more than able, to accomplish what concerns me today. He is able, more than able, to handle anything that comes my way. He is able, more than able, to do much more than I could ever dream. He is able, more than able, to make me what He wants me to be. I I don't know what your experience is with promises. Perhaps you've been let down so many times that when you hear the words, I promise, you instinctively think, yeah, right. I've heard that before. I've been down that road before, so you'll excuse me if I don't hold my breath on this one. But we know that God keeps, keeps His promises. Over and over again, we, we see in the Bible the promises that He makes, and we see the promises that He fulfills. And honestly, it may take some time, but He will bring about each and every one of them. And, and that's why we can have faith in what He says He will do. Hebrews 11 gives us a great definition of faith, a verse that we're familiar with. Now faith, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance for what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. Got one, one last illustration. One day there were two little girls playing together and they were counting their pennies. And one said, I have five pennies. And the other little girl said, I have ten. The first girl said, no, no, count them. You have five cents, same as I do. And the second little girl said, but my father said when he comes home tonight, he's going to give me five more. So I've got ten. The, the child's faith gave her proof of that which she did not see yet. And still, she counted it as already being hers because of a promise by her father. We saw how the shepherds responded to the realization of the promise. They couldn't help but go out and tell everybody they knew. So the question is, how will you respond? What are you going to do with that news? What are you going to do with the news that that God has yet again kept 
his promise and that he can do anything and that the Messiah has come. Again, those, those shepherds dropped everything. They left their sheep out in the field because they were so excited to see the coming of the king and then to tell everybody else about it. So how are you going to respond to the, to the, to the fulfilled promise of our Savior? There is a choice to be made. Will you tell others about it? Will you live a life that demonstrates how this promise fulfilled has changed your life? How will you respond? How will you share this news? You know, broken promises have, have long been synonymous with relationships and politicians. Uh, but that night, the, the Judean shepherds met the good shepherd. And they could take heart in knowing that the Lord still keeps his promises. And we can too. Let us make it our life's purpose to share this amazing news of the promise that has been fulfilled. We've been blessed by our, our shepherds here at Belton. If there's anything that the shepherds of this congregation can do for you, they will gladly do it. If if you'd like to meet with them for prayers up front or meet with them privately in another room, or if you'd like to acknowledge His fulfilled promise and put on baptism, put on Christ in baptism like Kylie did today, we invite you to come as we stand and as we sing.